Hey everyone, this is John. I'm sure you can tell from the title of the episode, but in this episode we're going to be doing some discussions of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. If that's something that stresses you out and that you don't want to listen to, then please skip this episode. However, if that's something that's not going to stress you out too much and you wouldn't mind, you know, talking about the similarities between the current COVID-19 pandemic and the pandemic that is fictionally depicted in the movie Contagion by Steven Soderbergh, then definitely stick around for this one. I think it's pretty fun. Thanks. So if you had to be in quarantine with any of the actors, and there are a lot of good ones in this movie, any of the actors, not just the characters, which one would you pick and why? Woof. I don't know any of their names. Jude Law is in this movie. You know who Jude Law is. I don't know if I'd want that. I would pick Lawrence Fishburne, probably. He seems like a person who I could trust, who would have his head on sharp in a crisis. And, you know, if we really needed to, he could bust out some of that kung fu he learned for The Matrix, you know? I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Viewing. A podcast where we watch all the movies in our library in alphabetical order. I From said it. From A to Z. I said it right. I didn't interrupt myself. Perfection. We did it. Except this isn't one of our movies. We do not own this one. I knew there was a gimmick. This is a special bonus episode. <laughs> oh, can't do the Haunted Doll Watch. No, we can't do the Haunted Doll Watch because that's not our bit. It's belongs to big giant head llc uh i think maybe more like uh air raids air raid sirens might be appropriate because this is a special pandemic issue yes we issue episode issue episode pan episode pan episode we play flutes Mm -hmm. pan flutes we could we could bethany could i would be very bad at it i have a little piccolo a little piccolo. And, and a, a big one. A big boy. Doing all the regular. I don't have like a bass flute or anything. Those things are great. So we are on day five, really, of social distancing right now. Um, I consider it starting we on Friday. should have done been. Yes, let's be We're honest. We're on day like 90 of the pandemic. <laughs> we are here. We're doing it. It's St. Patrick's Day. We are drinking green juice, green beer juice that we got at the Growler juice. place. It is it is a juice. It tastes kind of like a juice. It is very strong, so we might say some stuff this episode. You never know. Words and stuff. Words and stuff. Wow. The episode is a bonus episode because it is one that we do not own, but we wanted to cover anyway because we really enjoyed the movie and because it's topical. We watched. Steven Soderbergh's 2011 film, Contagion, written by Scott C. Burns. <laughs> the way you say Scott C. Burns. Z. It, Scott Z. It's Scott Burns. Z. Scott Z. Burns. Burns. It's not C. Burns. Not like, like, not like, like Sam Seaborn? No. That's what I think every time you say his name. Is, is you think Sam Seaborn from the West Wing? You think about Rob Lowe? Yeah, but really he looks like, well, no, he doesn't look like any of the people on there. No. No. No one looks like anyone on the West Wing except for the people on the West Wing. I think that's just a universal wow. statement. 
Because nobody has quite that look of Bradley Whitford. You know, only Bradley Whitford looks like Bradley Whitford. And, you know, even with his sons, only Martin Sheen looks like Martin Sheen. And definitely no one but Alice and Janney looks like Alice and Janney. Cool. Well, so we're doing Contagion this week. <laughs> yes, we're doing Contagion this week. Because a lot of people on Twitter were saying, this is remarkably similar to what's happening in real life. And, it is, uh, in fact, remarkably similar, but... There are not as many deaths, luckily. Yeah, in in real life. In not Italy. I think Italy is literally going through this movie right now. Uh, as except, in running out of space to bury people. Except it's a much shorter um, incubation Incub- period. It's in like you get it and then you die. This movie is like a, it's a mega virus, basically. It's like, it, it takes, what, three days to incubate, I think is what they established. And that, let's see, it's got a pretty high R-naught. Which they, oh my god, it was like, art not of 12, everyone dies. It wasn't, I mean, they, but it they eventually didn't. got pretty high. I don't remember what the final number was. I think they was. were looking at four. But it like doubled each time they said it. They are like, it's got an art not of two. Now it's got an hey, art of four. Hey, Bethany, you're a biologist. Can yeah. you explain what an art not is? No. But they explained it in the movie. And you, you were like, hey, that's accurate. Oh, why would you do this and not let me go? Okay, hold on. I believe it's the rate of transmission, right? So the R naught is the number that refers to how many times, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it refers to how many people each person who gets this virus infects when they're not quarantined. <clears throat> oh, oh, read this formal definition. So as you all know, you know, R with the little zero, that's actually not. Yes. So it's the basic reproduction number of an infection. That can be thought of as expected number of cases. Oh, that was a Wikipedia. Oh, that's not good. Don't do that, guys. Ex- yeah, well, you should because Wikipedia is not is how many people each person will probably infect. Yeah. So if you start with ten people, you'd expect to have twenty new cases. Right, because it's an R naught of two, meaning that you can expect each person to infect two other people, which is how you get exponential growth curves, like you see in Contagion. So and in real life. Mm-hmm. So the virus in Contagion, they never say specifically what kind of virus it is. Like they, no, they do at the end, didn't they? Or did I just, did you just, you just told me this. They modeled it after like a hybrid virus they created. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um. Because the transmission in the movie was a bat and a pig. A bat that, to the pig virus, to human. Yeah, combined. Yeah. And it was from them, like a. And it's interesting because it's a virus that also does start at a meat market in China. Like, it's... So, I will say, let's get into it. This movie is about a novel virus pandemic that occurs worldwide and results in a quarantine, lockdown of several cities, fully enforced quarantines too, and, like, mandatory vaccinations by the end of it. All in the space of, I think it's, like, 200 days? Like... It's a very, very fast. rapid spread because it's such a fast virus. And that's a little bit sensationalized. But in reading it about the movie... It felt a lot like a, like a zombie kind of movie. But except that it wasn't zombies. It was like all real symptoms that could be caused by viruses. Like, well, what, what do you think to, zombies came from? But what tended to be killing people was the encephalitis caused by the virus, too. Like, which is, if I'm correct, a swelling of the brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is not something that's happening in the real world. But... Well, there is encephalitis. I mean, not something that's happening with the coronavirus, not with COVID-19, you know? It probably could. 
but that is but it's not a main symptom yeah the the main symptoms tend to be respiratory here but that this virus is similarly spread by coughing by uh touching etc and which there's one, which one are you talking about both, uh, of them? both of them both viruses the similarities you, you keep switching back and forth i know but the here. the movie virus which i think they called mev2 or something like that was uh the thing that the part that was the most interesting to me was kate winslet's monologue about touching your face <laughs> well okay since then i've been monitoring myself closely i don't come near as many touches per face as she's saying three to five thousand times a day i i just was fascinated because it's peril the the interactions between the cdc and the government very similar to what's happening now. Exactly. Like you like you hear media saying, well, shouldn't we be worried that H... Because H1N1 wasn't like a, a big deal. It just blew over. And it's just like you can see them saying the reason it blew over is because we took measures to stop it. Like you mm-hmm. can see what they're thinking right now. And it's... I think it's really an argument for, I don't know, having a good science infrastructure and for having a, you know, functional pandemic response teams. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of people say, aren't we overreacting? And while the majority of people are like, no, we're not overreacting, like, we should stay home or, you know, only go to places that we absolutely need to go, there are those few outliers, but they really can make a huge difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, though, what really sells this one a lot is, frankly, the performances. I think Steven Soderbergh is a really good director of actors, and I think that he got people who you would believe when they spoke with authority. You know, Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> absolutely you believe him. Kate Winslet, absolutely you believe her. Um, Even Marion Cotillard, like, you, she's got, like, that soft-spoken intensity as the doctor from the WHO. <laughs> no, very good. And I think this also, like, demonstrated the ways that social differences, like, influence healthcare receipt. And, and like... Yeah. Mm. This, this guy did his research. Yeah. And, like... That's the thing. It's such a strong screenplay, and Soderbergh makes that screenplay sing. Like, I was shocked when, like, I was like, so this is definitely a book, right? And you were like, no, it was just a screenplay. Well, I, I But was it was reading... so well mapped out that I thought it couldn't have been anything other than an actual book. There's a really good interview with Scott Z. Burns from uh, last week. I think, it, I remember, I forget what magazine it was, but he talks about, like, his process behind making Contagion because it's been getting so popular because of the coronavirus outbreak. And he talks about, like, how he worked specifically with, like, Harvard epidemiologists, like, people who are, like, prominent in the field. And they said... Why don't said, you uh, find that article and tweet it at me? Yeah, I will. And or our home viewing account. Exactly. I'll tweet this article later. But he talked specifically about how the doctor said, we're not going to be involved unless you make this as scientifically accurate as you possibly can. Oh, man. And I think what's interesting is it, it brought in that... That level of scientific accuracy. And it also introduced, like, the human reaction to this virus. Because you have Matt Damon, who is married to Patient Zero, and loses his wife and stepson because of this. And then does everything that he can to, like, protect his daughter for the rest of it. Because he survived the virus, not because he was magically immune, but just because he happened to be, you know? Like, he... And that's the way it's gonna go, is, like, even this... That virus didn't even come close to killing, like, 50% of the people in the movie. I think it was around 30%, which is still ridiculously high. But Considering it's, it's like, 2% right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
ridiculously high. Our state rate is like 0.5 now. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see what happens as cases progress. Hopefully it'll just stay that way. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, we're... I mean, we haven't really addressed this. Atlanta is is the epicenter of it in Georgia. And we are close enough to the cases. Like, there are several cases in our county right now that we are, like, doing our best like to... like, 10 or 12. We are doing our best to, like, practice social distancing as mm-hmm. much as possible. Like, within the confines of what we're able to do. Like, we're not socially going anywhere other than i like i went to get groceries mm-hmm. and so like we're doing our best to limit ourselves and you see the way that people react to that and to those measures in the movie as well but you also see pseudoscientific sensational journalists journalists quote unquote coming in and profiteering oh man jude law. yeah jude law's character Judy, Judy. he uh he plays not quite an Alex Jones type, more of a, um, well, no, honest, he's, he's not He's Alex. somewhere between an Instagram influencer and that. And, and a uh, right-wing. Right, yeah. Like he, a conspiracy theorist, yeah. for sure. Like, he's the one who Because I've already to... seen people have posts about how you should eat a lot of elderberries and Or you should all that gargle nonsense. with vinegar. Oh, or... God. It's just like, these all have natural immune boosting. Pro- it's like the only thing that can save you. Is not getting infected. Yes. Until we get a vaccine. Exactly. Which might be on the way. Much like in the movie, they are rushing production on. Mm -hmm. Like, we are getting there and we're fighting it. Can I talk about the visual aspects of the movie? No. No? (laughs) So, Steven Soderbergh is known for shooting in unconventional ways, especially lately... So, like, I didn't know this, but apparently after, like, Side Effects, he retired for a while. I think there was one more movie other than that. And Logan he Lucky... retired? Yeah, he retired. Like, he didn't make movies... Oh, like... he went on hi- hiatus. Yeah, he didn't make movies <laughs> after 2013. Um, so... Four... Well, it was probably only, like... Four years, but it was still not a Not big... even if it came out in 2017. It was still a big deal, because he's quite prolific. Like, since 1989, he's been making movies Oh, he needed a constantly. break, then. Yeah, and Logan Lucky, the best film of 2017, is what brought him out of retirement. Oh my God. But since then, he's shot two different movies on iPhones. Like, one on iPhone 7 Plus, Unsane, which is a fantastic movie. And uh, High Flying Bird, which is on Netflix and available right now. I haven't seen that one. No, I think we're going to watch it so, this weekend. So, wait, what was the one called? And that was on watched? iPhone 10. We watched Unsane, um, which is the movie with Claire Foy. No, the other one. Oh, the with, other one. Um, Channing Tatum and uh, Side Rudy Mara. Side 10 out of 10, go watch Side Effects. Side Effects? It was very good. It was a great psychological thriller. Like, But not even in the way that most psychological thrillers work. You see, that's the thing. This movie, whenever I say contagion, people are like, oh my god, you're watching a horror movie about no, the virus? It's, it's not, not a horror, horror movie. movie. It is scary. It has thriller. It's not scary. It has thriller elements to it, but it's not a horror film, no. I would think. I think Steven Soderbergh makes dramas. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's making stuff he makes dramas i would say that logan lucky's a comedy but it has drama elements to it so a dramedy like, if you will a dramedy in fact yes and i think you had the same thing going on with the other movie of his that we watched over the weekend uh la- the uh the laundromat which was his take on the panama papers him and scott z burns's take on the panama that papers. was a lot it was a lot it was can't highly can't as highly recommend but it was still good it was, it was stylistic it was funny it was fun. I liked it. Meryl Streep was very good mm-hmm. in it, as was Antonio Banderas. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did, I'm you, sorry. did you trip over your tongue? Antonio Banderas. <laughs> um, but the thing about this movie is that Steven Soderbergh shoots on digital here. He, uh, he, now a lot of people try to hide the fact that they're doing shooting on digital and like mask it by like adding filters on top of it or like really like pushing or pulling the focus so that you really feel like you're still watching a film. This one, Steven Soderbergh really embraces the flatness that you get from a digital camera. Wait, but okay. In this movie, wasn't there a part where they do like a fisheye kind of thing? Do you remember when he wakes up in the hospital? Yeah. Wasn't it like zoomed in on like the doctor's face and it was like distorting and like moving around? Absolutely. And like, these are things that people kind of think of as things that can make digital kind of hard to watch watch as compared to film. That kind of eerie stillness. Yeah, but, but I think that's perfect for a scientific, like a scientific, like genre movie, where you're trying to make things as like hyper real as possible. Exactly, and you get a certain starkness to it that really emphasizes the scenes when the nation's like completely under quarantine and he's just shooting the outside completely devoid of people. There's like the shot of the treadmills in the gym is what I think of a lot of the time. It's just completely still it looks almost like a photograph but you can still hear the room noise so that you know that it's not there's still like that ambient noise and he leans into that oh no i've counted like 10 times of you recently oh no do you have something in your eye sir i did did you not wash your hands this is why you wash your hands everyone i wash my hands after making it but sometimes those those essences are strong With soap. Exactly. Anyway, the message of this movie was essentially wash your hands, practice good hygiene, and also use refrigeration in your meat markets. Gosh, it was just something so simple. Yeah. Bringing on literally a pandemic. Because, and I think it was brilliant. They started with Gwyneth Paltrow getting home from China. So you don't actually see what's going on you see her getting home from china and starting to be infected and then you see the first couple of cases and only later in the movie do we figure out that she was the source of the transmission and only at the very end of the movie after everyone that we care about has been vaccinated do we see how gwyneth Gwyneth paltrow actually got infected and the origin of the virus of the movie it's like it's got to be on youtube google like (laughs) Google, like, contagion ending to watch it because it's so the thing good. is, it's after such a tender moment where, you know, Matt Damon has, like, seen has like seen his daughter, like, given his daughter the chance to dance with her boyfriend for the first time in, like, a hundred days. I and they're honestly... having that little prom. And, and then he finds a video of Gwyneth Paltrow and he's crying over it. Uh-huh. And you've got this tender moment. U2 is playing for some reason. And of, then, of the time. Of the time, absolutely. And then it cuts back. And after, like, I guess it was, like, day 200 at that point. Mm-hmm. And then we see a, and then we see a uh, bulldozer knocking down a palm tree, a bat flying out of that palm tree, a bat grabbing a banana and then dropping that banana into an abattoir where, the, where a pig eats it. And then that pig being sold, and then that pig being sold at the market again to the chef, who then touches the pig inside of the pig's mouth and cuts himself a little bit on the pig's teeth and then shakes Gwyneth Paltrow hand, Paltrow's hand. And we see... The caption, day one. And it's just... Now that's interesting that nothing... It wasn't like an aerosolized thing then. No, like all the transmissions mm. for... The transmission is weird then. It's not. Yeah, it is. How would you shaking... 
Like, she would have had to, like, ingest that then. No, if she touched her face, she would have, she would have been able to, like... And the other thing was, she shook his hand, and then she continued to drink her drink. And then she shook other people's hands. And then the waiter who grabbed her drink is the one who got infected in China. Like... Don't touch your face. (laughs) (laughs) You have seven places in your brain where you don't have a blood-brain barrier. And it's just so easily transmissible. You will get an infection. But I think when I watched this, I was, you know, partially thinking we can get content for the podcast out of this. I was also thinking I really like Soderbergh. This will probably be an entertaining movie. You're also thinking, what is the worst case scenario? And that was it. (laughs) That was it. That's worse than the worst case scenario, actually. I I just wanted to... I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be as frankly educational as it was i know like like the science is all backed up um also you know i don't think we're going to the concession stand in this episode it's it's a relatively short one we don't need to stop for snacks so i'm just going to put some post concession stand normal content here was very surprised to see dimitri martin in this movie (laughs) just working as one of the lab techs in a hazmat suit Oh, yeah, all the lab equipment was so real. Yeah, talk about that. It just had a that. regular, like, centrifuge, and the the little pipettes in there looked like all the brands that we use, like Eppendorf and all of that. No, it was so funny. Bethany was like, that's exactly what we've got in our lab. Of mm-hmm. course, you're not wearing an environmental suit in your well, lab. Well, I wonder if they were actually just at the CDC or, like, another, um, like, a college nearby or something. Some of the exterior shots looked a lot like um, Clifton, mm-hmm. I will say. So... It's believable. I know I like it better than what they did on The Walking Dead where the Cobb Energy Center was the stand-in oh for the CDC. Oh my god. It was so dumb. Anyone who has, like, been around Atlanta and, like, lived here for any That's period like of time. That's, not even Atlanta. That's... It's Cobb County. Yeah. Ugh. 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 Alright. I think that I am ready. To read. Yes. Wee! It's my bonus episode noise. (laughs) How would you rate this film? I went first last time, so you go now. Well, in bonus episode land, we just say it at the same time. That is unlistenable and you know it. (laughs) Come on, tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, but what if I say mine and then you say yours without getting a pause? Let's do it. Okay. 4.2. 4. Yeah, wow. yeah, wow. no, it's really good. Like, Bats, oh God, right? what am I saying? Four point five. Honestly, uh, that's four is too low for me. It's, it's out of bats, right? It's it's out of bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bats eating bananas, and it's quite good, quite entertaining. Uh, we rented it. It was available for I believe, like, either like three ninety nine or four ninety nine on Google Play. It'll be available at similar prices elsewhere. You can also obtain it through other means if you are dedicated, though I do not advocate that legally. You might just have a copy somewhere. You might just have a copy somewhere. Your you know, parents might have a copy Steve, somewhere. Steven Soderbergh, you know, he just kind of drops DVDs around places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He calls them his Sex, Lies, and Videotapes. That was his first movie, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. So so when he gives out a copy of this Can you movie, all hear the crickets? It's, it's called his, his Sex, Lies, and Videotapes. Uh, that was a really Logan unlucky joke. That's sad. I'm going to have to cry in Ocean's Eleven of Tears. Okay, well, this podcast is canceled again. Man, I must be driving you insane right now. 
We're members of the Pocket Podcast Network. Are we? I mm-hmm. think we just left. Side effects of listening to the Pocket Podcast Network. Dear. Are just really, really enjoying great content, you know? So uh, you can definitely listen to Green Mountain Mysteries. It's a great time to binge it. That and No Dice as well. Both very bingeable uh, podcasts, actual play, very fun stuff. Uh, while you're here, maybe check out my other show, Them's the Facts. And Shameless self-plug there. Hey, and if you're interested in hearing what it sounds like when I sing folk songs badly, Oof. go to my bandcamp, johnsquinpuerta.com, where I have been will be updating the album Songs for a Pandemic daily, at least on weekdays. Wow. Way to self-promote there. Listen, I'm going to take it how I can get it, wherever I can get it. Big thanks to the Organ Machines for the use of our theme song, Oil Waves. They will be having singles coming out pretty soon. So, really? Yeah, definitely keep an Bank eye out camp? for that. Spotify? Everywhere. Both? Everywhere. Wherever music streams. Not the Apple Place. Yes, the Apple Place. No one goes there anymore. Some people do. If you're there, go ahead and uh, give us a nice five-star rating and a comment. Absolutely. And if you would like us to say a message during the concession stand section, you can go to pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash pocket notes and you can give us money to say stuff. Yeah, and you can read the C's. Don't let John say this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can have Bethany mm-hmm. read it or you can have me read it in read one of my... The radio voice. One of my... One of my wonderful radio voices where you're listening to Back Alley Pork Roost on WREK Atlanta. They probably don't want you to put that in your podcast. They, it's probably not, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. This has been a very long outro. Wow. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Bethany. Don't buy any more DVDs. Blue-ray. This is never how you knew it. Nobody looks at it that way but you. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.